Welcome back to Cash Grab Cinema, everybody. How you doing? This is Josh, um, doing the intro solo this time. <laughs> this episode is a re-upload of an episode that we originally wanted to come out um, close to Valentine's Day. We missed the mark on that one, um, and we are missing the mark yet again. So uh, here it is, early March, and we're coming out with our Valentine's Day episode for the film Love Potion Number 9. This is one of the modern day classics of, uh, from the cash grab vault. Um, so enjoy, and we'll be back with a new, new episode real soon. Thanks. Welcome back to cash grab cinema. Do you feel that consistency? Uh, enjoy it Oof. while it lasts. Oof. Yes. Tastes like new money. How did you get back in here, Josh? For real. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? This is Josh. All right. So I tried changing the locks, but he just jimmied his way back through. Well, he dosed my Chardonnay and Sprite with uh, some sort of strange, thick substance, and uh, I just couldn't stop him, Rachel. It was love potion number eight. Seriously. <laughs> Not so nice Chardonnay and Sprite. Try it out. This is Rachel, and we welcome back Trey. No longer a special guest, occasional co-host when he feels like it. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> the agency belongs to me. That's right. You that's call the shot. Because that's literally all we can offer you. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than most paying jobs, though. Certainly. <laughs> we will not ask you for a doctor's note for when you're sick, because you're an adult, and can you can decide when you're fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> so over the past year or so, I was the first to offer up a token of my childhood on the altar of this Yeti mic. The Polar Bear King. Polar Bear King. Mm. Don't go check it out and just think how cool and normal I am. <laughs> then Trey came to us with not one but two um, with the Pebble and the Penguin. Damn, damn, that penguin's got moose. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> glaciers. Am I right? And You are. Men in Black, well, it was original Men in Black, but we dove into Men in Black 2. Go check that out, and you'll realize, like, man, I still like Will Smith, even though he did that. So yeah. Josh is yet to do this. Yeah. So he brought us something <laughs> that makes me question our 14 years together. <laughs> Love Potion number 9, starring Sandra Bullock. Of the Bird Box. Uh, yes, of recent fame of the Bird Box, but I mean, she's Sandra Bullock, so she's, been, you know, Practical Magic. Uh... That was your first go-to? <laughs> seriously? Okay, sure. Yeah, why not? All I right. mean, at least <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Sure. I mean, go something there. Ocean's 8. Okay. It's recent also. So of, of Ocean's 8 and Bird Box fame, she didn't do anything else. Oh, wait, Gravity. Gravity's a pretty big... Movie. I mean, why not The Blind Side? She won an Oscar for the that. The Blind Side. That's what I was thinking of. I was trying to think of that. Or Crash, where she played the same kind of lady, but more what? racist this time. Mm. I remember Crash, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just, don't, don't, don't go back there. You remember Brendan Fraser? If you besmirch Brandon <laughs> Frazier on this fucking microphone, jokes aside, this is over. I love Brendan Frazier. That's exactly what you were saying. When I to saw say. Furry Vengeance, I Fuck cried you, on the inside. Fuck you. Because I love Brendan Frazier. You're a monster. 
This is a pro Brendan Fraser podcast. Always has, always will be. <laughs> okay, this is news to me, but um, two guys and a girl, great movie. That's right. Trey gets it. I'm on VHS. Weirdly, classic. Okay, that's how it's meant to be watched. So here's the deal, guys. What the- Love Potion number nine made me realize, like, I knew that Josh was really unsupervised as a child, just mm-hmm. listening to the stories. <laughs> and his parents were busy. You know, they they both worked a lot. He was a latchkey kid, for sure. And his sister's much older. So she is not looking to hang out with this pile of mush. Oof, yeah. And so he... I really wanted to be an astronaut, but I was bad and I didn't have the grades or the charisma or the physical endurance. And nobody likes spending a week with me. <laughs> would be a bit much. So he was allowed to watch things that I definitely wouldn't have been allowed to watch as a kid. Love Potion number nine being one of them. Don't let your kids watch Love Potion number nine just in case our audience is unsure. Okay, so here's the deal. Back in the, I'm going to set the stage. In the early 90s, uh, my folks had, we had a, a satellite dish system. And the premium channels like Cinemax and mm-hmm. HBO and stuff, they would have these like two week runs where they would give you, there's like preview weekends. So you could get I access remember, to that. I remember that, but whenever preview weekend was on when I was a kid, it was always, without a doubt, Father the Bride. Father the Bride was on there a lot, but. All the time. But remember, like, I was, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, so. And these runs, they would always show movies that basically. All right, calm had, down, Granddad. <laughs> In my day, <laughs> when we would get our temporary free premium cable channel, uh, they would show these movies that they none of them had more than like two stars. They would be like really crappy right. movies, and they would just show them ad nauseum. Right? You could recut Love Potion number nine quite easily, I think, into a horror movie. <laughs> oh yeah, you could. But anyway, that's that's how I saw it. Is because it just got shown all the time, and I I sneaked a couple of watches, and because of that, more I think than one, more, more than, than one, more than way. one. I'm pretty sure I was the kind of kid more that obsessively watched TV, so I probably, oh, I boy. probably, I probably taped it the second time. Oh my god! Because okay. I knew when it was coming on. I had the schedule mapped out. I taped it, and I probably watched it tons and tons when I was a kid. I watched it a lot. I just don't know what to say to this. If you guys just want me to leave, I understand. Actually, no. You can't leave because you need to explain yourself. You need to answer for this oh, thought oh, crime. No. It's more than that, though. After we dissect this, I'm going to come back to this and be like, why? Josh needs this pushback in his life. <laughs> why, was it, why, was, why was I invited to your lovely and well-appointed home to uh, bear witness to this uh, movie? For me to sit here and discuss it. it. I want to know. We, now, if you reframe this as a PSA okay. on the dangers of date rape, yeah, mm-hmm. then this is an informative video. It could be, yeah. I think, we, I think we'll get around to some really positive conclusions. Just some random quotes I'm going to say. <clears throat> I know men, honey. <laughs> I drive a BMW. They get better. Women don't always swallow. <laughs> oh, come on. That's completely out of context. Is it? <laughs> oh, I got one. Go ahead. Are you a boy kissing boy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, is that Anne Bancroft that says that? Yeah. Oh god. All right, we're jumping all the we're jumping all the sharks. 
We didn't do anything except re-say the words that were in your childhood movie. We didn't jump in the goddamn sharks this movie did. Alright? Let me let, let's make that very clear off the bat. Okay? Very very clear. Listen, I do not have enough Chardonnay and Sprite left to deal with this. And I'm on my last glass of red wine, so this is gonna get real interesting. Yeah, you know what, Judge? Maybe it's just time to time to time to listen. <laughs> So we open up on four dudes, four bros, talking about different things they like to do for fun, go to the movies, blah, blah, blah. So this week they're going to a palm reader to keep it interesting. Our antagonist, whose name I don't know. (laughs) Our antagonist. I like that you said that. Paul. Paul. I wrote him down as BG for Blind Guy. His name's Paul. He's played by Tate Donovan, right? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the guy who voiced Hercules in Disney's Hercules. Oh, and, really? And he did a couple of other things, too. I mean, he's had a career. He's done stuff. That really endears me to him slightly. I know. Yeah, I like you know Tate what? Donovan. Take yeah. it back. This is early he days. It. This was getting to the next paycheck. Doesn't, this was, you know what? No, it does not excuse this. Real, you should have read this script and be like, oh my God, no, I don't want to put my name on that. Real quick, if anybody's wondering about the time frame of when this movie takes place or when it was made, mm-hmm. just a, a I just vet. want you to know that it is not not from the 50s. You cannot excuse this in the time of things. <laughs> right. This movie came out in the early 90s. I think it was 92, 93. And you can tell because everything is still very, very 80s. Very 80s. All the, very all the fabrics so. are very flowing. There, there are so much shoulder pads. Big shoulders. Huge hair. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the blazers on the guys, they the come down aqu- to their knees. The Aquanet on set, it was a flammable situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like super, super early, early 90s. <laughs> The palm reader is reading Paul's palm and thinks that he's gay because he's not had any females in his life. Right. She doesn't see any females. No no ladies. And so she gives him a little little sampler of love potion number eight. Yeah. Not nine, like the movie suggests, but eight. Mind you, in this cabinet, there are several potions. So many. All of them are numbered. We don't know what... Most of the other ones do. Love potion number one is that like to get animals to like you? <laughs> I don't know. How benign do they start out? It looked kind of like that stuff that you put combs in at the barbershop. Yes. And then Bar- love potion Barbersaw. number three looked kind of like kimchi. I don't know. It was just it was it was like a nice melange of things. Uh, Paul, biochemist, so he is skeptical of this potion working. So Anne Bancroft, the Romani fortune teller gives him just like a small sample in a in a napkin to take with him hmm. okay and bancroft by the way and bancroft she was in it so little that we can forgive this mm, yeah, i don't know correct yes and they go out to him and his boys head out to dinner and then in the middle of it there is the weirdest voiceover they're just like do it now voiceover like, what? What's happening? Oh, they're is... telling him to hit on that, that lady? Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he gets paid $100 to hit on this lady. Yeah, his friends are all like, his friends are all like, 
I don't know, a little bit more alpha, a little bit more. Yeah, like, so his other, one friend is. Yeah, and the other two are also drinking wine. I feel like in the early nineties, right. that was a statement about your masculinity. This is more like Deliverance, where yeah. so that one friend is the Burt Reynolds. That, yes, yeah. and he's like, I'll give you twenty, forty. Like, he keeps going up in increments of twenty until he gets a hundred, and he t- and the Paul takes the money, thus cheapening himself and this woman he doesn't know at all. Correct. And then he goes up to talk to her. Don't get me wrong, she's the B word completely to him. But she has every right to be. You don't know her, and you just yeah. got paid a hundred bucks to hit on her. If she knew that, you would get slapped in the face as well as this telling off. Yes. But she doesn't need the this foreknowledge to just sort of dress him down for who he is. And I'm gonna push back a little bit. Cause alright, she is a little bit of a B word, but I really liked her character. Oh, yeah. I and I'm going to tell you why. She was very transparent, and I like that. I'm not going to say that this movie has a, uh, a message, but she kind of outlines a little bit of it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because basically she calls him out on the fact that he is only interested in her for superficial means. She's blonde. She's wearing something really tight, and there's like a, a hole in it. She looks like very 80s yuppies. That's called a peephole. Ah, Okay. Yeah, she looks very like '80s yuppies, young professional mm-hmm. woman. And she's she, waiting. She's <clears throat> waiting for Christian Bale from American Psycho to show up. Yes, yeah. she's exactly. Pro- she's probably like a lower level lawyer. That's the vibe I'm. She's getting. a paralegal. There it is. No, 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 not a. Par- she's a lawyer, but she's not like a partner. Because she's wearing fancy clothes. Let's talk more about her mythology. <laughs> I like her. She's very transparent. She's just like I didn't smile at you. Yeah. I didn't look in your direction. What makes you think I want to flirt with you? We don't have anything in common. Look mm-hmm. how you're dressed. Look how I'm dressed. Like, obviously I like this, and you don't. Right. Like, that's cool, mm-hmm. but why are you approaching me? She's like, what do you What do, you do as, for a living? He says, I'm a, I'm a biochemist. I'm like, oh, I have no interest in that. I'm sure you need to find someone uh, who, who's a, a, a chemical girl or whatever. And then she changes ship. She's like, okay, but you know what? I will go home with you tonight if you can tell me who made this top. And he's like, wow, I don't. He's like, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go uh, home in my my BMW, Porsche, or whatever the, the fuck she said. BMW. Okay, yeah. And uh, let this be a lesson to you for the future. Wait for the smile. <laughs> the smile that says, I might want to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even take his free drink offer. Mm -mm. She didn't want anything to do with him. She's better than that. And then at the same time, there's Sandra Bullock's character also out with her friends. Oh, yeah. This is weird. This (laughs) seems a lot more out of place. Because how are they friends in the first place? I buy it with Paul, but not with her. Yeah. She doesn't look anything like her friends. She doesn't. It just doesn't look like they have anything in common. And she's talking yeah. to them like they've never met before. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you there. You're a weird looking salt. Come in. Like, like describing her job in detail. Just like, well, if these are your friends, <laughs> they already know do you need do. to do that? Yeah. I mean, couldn't you just jump right into talking about the experiments you're doing and stuff? Because obviously they know that's what you do. Yeah. And then she talks about the monkey that pleasured himself with electrons um, until he died or whatever. And her friend is like, oh, I know, because I know men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, each one of these ladies looks like 
they would be an extra on Designing Women, right? Yes. We are younger than you. I still get that reference, though, <laughs> and you are correct. Thank you. Thank you so much for that charity trait. But Sandra Bullock is quintessential 80s. She's got wavy hair that's unkempt, which I mm-hmm. guess is that like... Mm-hmm. is that like, Yeah, she's got a lot of bobby pins in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. She's got like... She's a dead ringer for um, Jerry Lewis from uh, The Nighty Professor. Yeah. Like, her, with, the, with the glasses and the her teeth. Her teeth are messed up. She's got glasses. She's like... Just, it's like um, a hot yeah. librarian before they take their glasses and take their hair down kind of situation. Yeah. What's that? What's that word you taught me? Nebbish? <laughs> she's a nebbish. Yeah, she's a nebbish. Yeah. So those are our two main main characters. Mm-hmm. And without really setting up beforehand that they know each other, we cut to both of them going home after these encounters and... It's, it's sort of supposed to establish that they both have, like, these parallel lonely lives. Their apartment lives are very similar. Yes. Yeah. They're very compatible. They both have yes. Albert Einstein posters at the front what door. What is it about Hollywood that goes like, ooh, smart people like Albert Einstein. Who's like a Nailed physicist. It. I don't know. They don't do nothing. That, they, he didn't do nothing with biochemistry. <laughs> as much as I'm with you with the, the lady at the bar, I will say that, and this is like an overarching throughout the movie trend, where the whole movie seems like it was written by somebody dumb for dumb people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sort of like anti-intellectual in oh, a way, yes. where it's just like, what was that, Einstein? Why don't you say it in English, you know? <laughs> dumb it down a peg or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in she, English docs. Well, before she got to her apartment, she got pulled over and got a traffic ticket. That becomes mildly important later. Yes. Um, the guy that pulls her over is... Um, that guy from that thing. That guy from that thing. Yeah. That actor. Yeah. Isn't he related to Bill Murray? Is he one of Bill Murray's brothers? I don't know. Am I crazy? But right. Paul's Perhaps. friends buy him prostitute. They sure do. She wants. Was it all the friends, or is just like the main skeezy one? I'm not sure. Probably the guy who threw out a hundred dollars. I'm does, thinking it was that. He one. does not <laughs> seem above buying a prostitute. So who steals from his medicine cabinet? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so she comes along. She's not she's not what I would call high class. Let's say that. She's a prostitute, <laughs> not an escort, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, um, look, I'm not gonna lie. She's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Much like the devil guy from the polar bear king. Correct. And she, I had you look her taking, name up. She's taking care of business. Her name is Marissa. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Marissa, she's TCB in. Mm-hmm. Taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> and I like her. Because Paul's not really into having a like an encounter that night. So she just goes into the bathroom and starts like rummaging around for whatever she can get. And there's this really nice montage of her. Take uh, stuff. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Brushing yeah. her teeth yeah. with his toothbrush. Yep. Also, she's got this... <laughs> Re- reoccurring cough like she's got tuberculosis <laughs> because this movie was made by cough. dumb people. <laughs> Every- <laughs> For sure. Oh, well, man. At the same time he's having his prostitute encounter, Sandra Bullock's character is having sex with her flyboy. Yeah, she gets a booty call mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I mean, he, yeah, it's definitely a booty call because he leaves right after he's done. 
Yeah. He what is it? This he, is this is he Gary. ejaculates and he evacuates. What is that? Fuck him and chuck him. I... Oh God. <laughs> oh my. Ejaculate I mean, and evacuate. That's this movie completely. I'm clutching my invisible pearls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scandalized. It's, it's bad. So then we cut back to. So Paul has a cat. Uh, Trey loves cats. I'm quite partial. So, Paul's cat keeps getting into the goddamn trash can because he won't put a rubber band around it. I don't know. It seems like a really easy fix. I mean, just put it, just put it it's, in a door, it's in a cabinet door. Put a child lock on it. But I guess Paul had previously thrown away his uh, sample of the love potion number yes, eight. he did. So, After unrolling it, staring at it, and then putting it in the trash. Like yeah. a normal person. Yeah. So, when the cat gets into the trash some milk from a leftover carton spills onto the tissue with the love potion number eight on it. The cat licks it up. It says meow. And, and all the cats want that pussy. Meow. All of them. What? Paul wakes another up. another word for cat. <laughs> this, is, this is accurate. And I, okay, so we're, we're rolling with it. So uh, when, when. I can say that. <laughs> you as, sure can. As the woman here. <laughs> Don't let this manly voice <laughs> So when Paul wakes up, he's surprised. There's like cats all over the place. There are all the cats. Dozens and cat. dozens and dozens of cats. They're just streaming in through the window. Yeah. He is literally covered in pussy. <laughs> it, it's like Halle Berry becoming Catwoman. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Paul takes a sample of this love potion after realizing what had happened to Sandra Bullock's character where her she's doing her monkey science. Why are the monkeys They're dressed apes, up? They're apes, damn it. They're chimpanzees. They're Why apes. Are, excuse me? Why are the chimpanzees dressed up? So one of them is dressed up in white lace, kind of like Madonna's Like a Virgin video. With a hair bow. Yes, with a hair bow. And the only one's in like some overalls. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the only... He's like a lumberjack. Uh, yeah. Show. I mean, I feel like the only reason they did that is so they could say like, oh, that's a girl one and this is a boy I one. It's the early them. 90s. We understand you're still scared of the gays. So this is definitely not two boy monkeys. We're just putting that out there. But it's also so that we could be horrified later. Oh, comes. real horrified. <laughs> because they give the girl monkey a little sample of the potion. And that boy monkey tries to rape her with the quickness. He breaks through a wall yeah. in, the, in the lab. In an adjoining room. Yeah. He breaks through that wall and then attempts to rape her through the cage. And something that's supposed to be funny. Because the, the, the girl chimpanzee like runs mm -hmm. to, and locks herself in a cage. The boy chimpanzee humps at the cage for... An uninterrupted three minutes. They let it go on. <laughs> and all the while, there's this really unsettling guitar riff where it's like, yeah. almost like saying, uh, saying to the audience, like, yeah, he's trying to get some, brother. And it keeps cutting back and, and forth can, between. And it's so loud. Like, yeah. you can hear the, like, it is going at it while that guitar riff goes, <laughs> Finally, he passes out. Sandra Bullock goes over to him. Tate Donovan's like, uh, is he dead? Because I thought he was dead. Well, no, at first, Paul was like, oh, I'll get him. And she's like, no, he'll scratch your eyes out. <laughs> she's like, oh, my gosh. 
And so he Fair. The, the monkey He did just break through a goddamn wall. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. He's got the strength of ten horses. So he passes out and they think he's dead, but he's just fallen asleep. He's so pleased with his almost penetration that he has fallen asleep afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then there's um, some fake science montage. Yeah. Uh, reasons and reasons, and this is why the potion works. It only lasts for four hours. Reasons, reasons, science, all reasons. Right. To be fair, of all of all romantic comedies that are hung on a scientific premise, and there are very few, I think... All right. <laughs> Listening? I, no, I don't know. I think this one about date rate drugs is on point. My <laughs> name is Josh. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, I think that the, the premise of them trying to explain how the how the potion works in scientific ways with like, I don't know, like things charts vibrating, and charts and graphs and visual aids. Yeah. I think I think to myself like, well done movie. Trey, you, you stuck to you, it. Is, is that what you think? Trey, no, so no. whenever you okay. hear someone try to... Right. Whenever you hear someone try to rationalize negative thoughts like uh-huh. this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how does that feel? Like, for me, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, just accept how crappy your choices are. Well, I enjoy um, giving people the rope so that they can hang themselves. That's true. That's true. Because I am an exhibitionist at heart. <laughs> No, no, no. It's not like I thought like, yes, this makes perfect sense. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'll make sure to put that in my notebook. I should try that. No, I just thought like, all right, they they tried to explain it. Yeah. You're someone who likes charts and graphs and they use charts of the ear. You yeah. know, they went in there and all the bones and the hairs and such and like went, went to some real deep pseudoscience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like that Josh is still trying to explain it. <laughs> Here's the the three basic things you need to know. The potion lasts for four hours. Mm -hmm. It only works uh, across genders. So if you are a man, then it affects women. Oh, hi. But it affects other men in a negative way. So it like enrages them, Mm -hmm. but it makes like women more amorous to you and vice versa. Right. They do not touch on how it would affect trans people. No. And that I find mildly interesting. I, I do like... as well, because I'm, with what came later at the insurance office, I'm oh, like, there's yes. like, there's room for a spinoff here. There and is. I would really, really like to dive into that. Well, after the date, <clears throat> after the date rate drug infomercial, we do cut to Sandra Bullock learning that her insurance has been canceled, her car insurance, for too many movie violation tickets. Yeah. So she's got to hop on down to the insurance company with her yeah. mouth spray. Which she, they make it into a mouth spray, like a breath freshener, a date rape drug. Banaka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's the third thing. It, it's affected by your voice. So you have to speak in order for it to be, yep. uh, for, it, for it to work. So <clears throat> she gets down to the insurance company and realizes that her insurance provider representative is a woman. Mm-hmm. So she gets up and leaves without saying anything because if she did, that woman would have become enraged at her. So the music in the background is like, gotta find a man, gotta find a man, gotta find a man. She finds one. That was the song. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> it was. It was. I need a man. Yeah. So she finds one, a gay man. Now there are very very subtle clues. 
to let you know that he's gay. They're very subtle. Very subtle. They it's, did not go overboard. It's tastefully right? done. Tastefully. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I run some down uh, the this this person's cubicle? Oh, yeah. There was enough to make a list. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely surprised. Right, hit me with those tasteful facts. There are a bouquet of flowers there. On its own, you know, pretty innocuous. Yeah, yeah, totally. Everyone likes flowers. Yeah. There are two calendars featuring shirtless men. Those were free at, down at his gym. He likes gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great TV show. There is a magazine that says Theater Magazine. Mm-hmm. The- theater Magazine. That's mm-hmm. what they could come up with. Neater to the theater. <laughs> His pocket square matched both his striped tie and his shirt. His mom bought it as a set. Hmm. Also, he was listening to YMCA when when she walked up. <laughs> and there, there was a picture of Marilyn Monroe. Ah, uh, yes. Also. also a picture of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. A gay icon, mm. but a great actress as well. So, when Sandra Bullock walks up and starts talking to her... I'm just saying he her, might be gay. Yeah. There's a chance. <laughs> But not after that encounter. Now he's like, am I bisexual? Because YMCA is playing when she walks up. But then when she starts talking, the like magical flute music of... And the pixie the, dust. <laughs> it like cuts in and out between yeah. the... And you see his internal conflict go back and forth. But in the end, you hear the flute music and he's like, how may I help you? Which leads her to another Joker-faced executive. Dick. <laughs> yes. Dick Wallerly or something like that. Yeah. And he saves her insurance. Yep. And then we Oh, cut... boy. And then we cut to Highlander. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> it is. It's the Highlander. He's like an Italian car... Magnate? CEO yeah. or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he inherited the some crappy the Italian car crappy company. The crappy car that Sandra Bullock drives. Right. And she bumps into him on accident and says, excuse me. And I thought she was like going down the street to get back to work or to her house after getting her insurance back. Nope. She bumps into him and says, excuse me, and goes straight to staring at a diamond necklace in a window. Yes. How transparent... Did the early 90s think women were? And I'm going to answer that question with something you might not know about. A lot. Because there are books. Because being a business power woman was an early or late 80s, early 90s thing. There were books on how to, for women, how to deal with being a woman in the workplace. With titles and suggestions such as, not talking about your period at work mm. to the other men. Mm. Dear person who wrote that book, not fucking shit. <laughs> I, I don't need tips and trick on, tricks on how not to talk about my period to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I can't follow that. Well, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you know. No one needs that. Like, unless you are a doctor or someone I'm currently doing it with, you probably won't know I'm on my period unless you're a woman that I spend a lot of time with and you got it too. <laughs> so you already know. I can't. 
Yes. <laughs> I just don't trust you. anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. <laughs> All right, moving on. So we. we Listen, guys, I didn't, so, know, I didn't know it would turn this way, but this has become an informative pod about periods. <laughs> Trey, don't look away. <laughs> There's no reason to be ashamed of your menstruation. You should be ashamed of everything you just said, though. No, it's okay, Rachel. Your body's a one land. <laughs> Yes. Gives a order in Italian to his driver to go buy this diamond necklace for this woman he's met for six seconds. And it's at this point I realized, man, Sandra Bullock is using this spray medicine, like potion, a lot. Like she's using it to get her way quite a bit. Well, is it? Did she, is it still like from the first dose? Because I'm she feeling like this it, happens within the first like four well, hours. She used yeah. it to get out of a ticket. Right. Right. But the second thing was an accident. And she didn't she, intend to take this guy was for not a ride. A, the second thing was not an accident when she At the was insurance like, place. I need my insurance back. No, no, the second, the second thing was the Italian guy. The she third thing was the Italian guy. Oh, right. She got out of the ticket. She yes. got her insurance back. Then the Italian guy bought her a necklace. But then when she agreed to go on a date with him... And used it again during said date. Well, that's not an accident. Right. No. Mm-mm. But it was still for research purposes because they are both scientists. And since they didn't have any more monkeys to uh, experiment with, they were like, we're humans, so this is the natural progression. Yeah. And we're totally objective because science. Because that's totally how science that's works. How, that's they how did. Works. They did at least give it a scene where they talked about like, all right, well, yeah, should we do this? Should we not? Immediately starts using it for yeah. her own benefit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so she goes. She agrees to go to a party, and the Prince of England is there as well. And he hears her speak, and the music plays. And then we cut to Moral Oral over there, just staring <laughs> at the potion with his brown blazer, like I don't know about this. Yeah, but, Paul's a bit more hesitant to use the potion. Yeah. He is, but then when he does, oh damn, he uses it. Yeah. He loses control real quick. Well, Right away, although, he finds the same girl from the bar that rejected him. Yeah. Her name is Cheryl. Cheryl. Because. So fucking quick. Like, how quickly he finds her makes me think, like, so you've been stalking Cheryl. I mean, he went back to the same bar. It was so. the same bar. Was it? Yeah. I hope so. I think so. I mean, you know, production budget on this movie, they probably use like too eventually, many locations. Eventually so. he found the right one. <laughs> I can just see him like busting into 20 different bars. Where's that Cheryl? I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. And he does. Because she is all about it. Yeah. Like she tries to do it with him right there in public on the bar stool. Yeah, she's fir- at first she's very interested uh, she's into him. She's playing coy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's her normal tactic. And I don't like coy. I like women who are open. And straightforward. Honest and direct. Point. Yeah. She was like, oh, straight to the point? Well, that points your crotch, so let me direct all of my attention to it. And then they do some making out and heavy petting. Uh, she's dry humping him in this uh, Uninterrupted. Yeah. Again, this is a long scene. Yeah. It goes on. I feel like the person who wrote this was 
furiously masturbating at this point. I feel like the script itself was about 15 and a half pages long. Right. And so the director was just like, I don't know, to just keep it going. I don't know, just like go further. I know it's uncomfortable. Keep going. I feel like what it was like, most of this is going to end up on the editing room floor. And it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. So after a good three to five minutes of, of, of dry humping, Paul stops her. He's like, hey, tell you what, I'll go home with you right now if you tell me this. How do you synthesize something, something, science, something, something? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, that's that. It's see ya. Bye. <laughs> and leaves her. And I was and like, you petty ass bitch. How <laughs> dare you? He was so How the fuck dare petty. you? <laughs> and he's like, you treated me badly, but now I have money. Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> and then Richard Gere came along. So this is where... They went and watched Polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin wa- Pollock was there. I want to pull off to the side for a moment because I, I, I want to... I want to open this up to the class, okay? All right. I feel like this movie does not draw a line between love and sexual desire. No. Because some people are like, oh, you're so wonderful. I want to spend my life with you. And some people are like, oh, I want to jump your bones right now. Pull down your pants so we can get it popping. Yeah. It's just like... Stop talking and let's do it right now. Yeah. And it seems to affect different people different ways. But those are two very different feelings. Right. At least to me. Am I am I off base here? No, because the Highlander was like, I'm gonna buy you this diamond necklace. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I worship you. Come to this party with me. I wanna show everyone how wonderful you are. But the lady in the bar is just like, I want to jump on your dick right now. And that's how all the other women who encounter him act. None of them are like, I want to bury you all these children and like build a monument to your greatness (laughs) and and worship at the altar of your being. They're like, I want to file joint tax returns with you. No, none of that. They're like, I want to take my clothes off. Here's my bra. Here's my room key. Let's go. I well see. This, it's it's really upsetting because it's what the movie is saying is that whoever you entrance with your voice when using this stuff, they're going to they're basically going to give you what you want, mm-hmm. right? And if you're a woman, the thing oh. that you want, the thing that you want is a diamond necklace, and you want to have a nice gown, and you want to go out to uh, state dinners and stuff. I don't know, crazy stuff. Stink dinners. That's very specific. <laughs> I said state, but yeah, state dinners. You go out to fancy places with the ketchup in the bottle. And <laughs> hey, baby! <laughs> Go get you steak dinner. But if you're a dude, the only thing you want in this life is to fuck. I mean, that's what the lady who knew women, the friend, said in the beginning. Counterpoint. Female chimpanzee. Don't think she wanted all that. She didn't want that at all. She ran straight into the cage like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I don't want this. Not for me. So it's fine. She was, pretty, <laughs> she was pretty fucking scarred that day. I think we can all agree to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't mention, but they kept cutting back to her face as he was banging on the on the cage with his crotch. And she was just like cowering in fear. I was like, this is upsetting. This is not funny. It's not funny at all. What like is Romeo wrong and with Juliet you, Josh? Also? <laughs> so, okay. 
after Paul gets, I don't know, empowered by, by like flipping the script on, on Cheryl in the bar, then he just goes after every attractive woman that he sees. And, woman at the grocery store. Yes. With the very sexy zebra shoes. But I want to make sure we don't blow past what happens after that. Is he goes, you don't see it at first, but he drives somewhere in his Carmen Ghia, opens the glove box, grabs a fistful of condoms, opens up, and where is he? At a college with a banner that says something like freshman rush week. Rush week, yeah. Yeah. And they don't show anything Oof. except he's in this, except in, the sorority house, yeah. different room lights to flipping on and off all night long. He is in that sorority house. This dude is like, let's be generous, 28? Yeah, I was thinking 28 at the youngest, 28. That's generous because yeah. what I really think is like 32. Yep. In there, banging these girls who are barely legal. Hopefully. Uh, all to in one it, night in succession, all in one night. <laughs> and and it's put together comedically to Beethoven, right? Isn't that something? Da, like, da, da, yes. Da, 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 da. Oh, it wasn't then, one of the many Christmas songs. In the, there are a lot of Christmas songs in this movie. <laughs> but then he gets arrested for a panty raid law, meaning he can't be at the sorority house past nine o'clock. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's, that's the only it. reason. It's a slap on the wrist. Everything else is completely above board. Yeah. Fine. Fine. It's skin-crawlingly nasty. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock goes and picks him up from the police station. And it's this potion not only has made her voice more attractive, magically it's taught her how to use a hair straightener, yep. dress better, wash her face, buy contacts, and fix her teeth. Like, magic teeth fixing powers. All in a few weeks. It's pretty amazing. It seems like a couple of days. <laughs> It does, but it I, I didn't quite understand until I realized that she got with the prince, so he's got, like, prince money and resources. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, so because now she is with the prince of England. Yeah, she transitioned without us seeing to... Like, one of, one of the few English citizens with perfect teeth, they just killed them and <laughs> took out all their teeth and shoved them in her. Meanwhile, he is no longer wearing his glasses either. He previously had kind of a, like, a Crispin Glover type hairstyle so he stopped using hair gel and now he's got a cool 90s floppy mess he's got you keep, imagine he's got to keep pushing it up out of his yeah eyes. you know he doesn't like button his shirts all the way to the top anymore so now you can see his undershirt so i guess that's sexy now i don't know can but you, can you imagine if <laughs> but that, he's still wearing pleated pants uh, could you imagine if that was crispin glover in that role Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I could. I could picture that. It goes along more with a horror movie. I <laughs> would I would welcome that. Yeah. But she's not talking when she goes to pick him up from the police station because she's on the potion. And they all go to an art party with the prince. But she still won't talk to Paul because he's on the potion. And she gives him a spray of potion. And so he starts at this gallery party playing strip poker with these ladies he doesn't know. Pure class. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. Meanwhile, she is sort of giving him little, like, furtive glances back and forth and kind of being intrigued by this yes. new, more confident him. So this is kind of the the start of their, like, interest in each other. Could there yeah. be something there? Yeah. Right. And, and so they go to the park where she talks about how the 
prince has asked her to marry him and she is seriously considering it. And mm-hmm. he's just like, but what about us? We had a date. She's like, oh, we just went to lunch together. Anyway, I thought it was a date. And so he asked her on a real date. And then, I mean, no early 90s movie would be complete without a montage. So there is a dating slash having sex montage, which ends with him talking about, it's just the best and I want to marry her. So he buys a ring. Like, he gets his checkbook out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We blew right past that montage. Hold on. <laughs> Let's think a little bit about what's going on here. So first of all... Oh, it's so 90s. They have these tight jeans on with the puffiest shirts in the world tucked in. No belts. No. That's how it goes. No belts. For the sex scenes, there's a fucking peacock feather out of nowhere. What the hell? She's rubbing it on She's him. rubbing it with a peacock feather. What? It's no. great. Those feathers are really expensive, too. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, that's really weird. I mean, she got that prince money, you know. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but he wants to marry her after this. Like gets a, gets so specific. Gets his checkbook out, writes a check, probably for three months' salary of a wedding ring, and buys this magazine called Romantic Places. Puts it in his suitcase that way, <laughs> that way he can't look at it before deciding where to go, and goes to get her, but she's not at her house. Right. And the best part to me is we learn that that montage. Was a damn week. Yeah. He decided in a week that she's the one. When you know, you know. I mean, she likes Albert Einstein, so, you know. They were meant for each other. That's the thing, though. The movie went out of its way before we even knew that they knew each other, that they were really compatible. Right. Mm-hmm. They did not show any of that in the montage. All of the movie was like stock romantic comedy stuff. Stop. Yeah. They're, they were doing the crossword on Sunday morning in yeah. bed. And they walked at a park. Yeah. It wasn't he, them going to like a... He tickled her. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it takes, folks. A little light tickling, some playful banter. And a peacock feather. Then a wedding. May I also make another observation? Please. At this point, they were co-leads in this movie, so we were spe- we were spending pretty much equal time with both yes. of them up until this point. That's very fair. Except we probably have more time with Sandra Bullock with her like transition and everything, rather than Paul's. But yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, after he decides that he wants to marry her, we stop seeing her pers- perspective altogether, yep. and it becomes completely from Paul's perspective, and it's almost like a completely different movie. Yep. Which I did not enjoy as much. No. I will say this. I know why we know Sandra Bullock's name today. I also know why we don't know who Tate Donovan is. But finally we learn where's she been with her flyboy Gary. Gary's so the guy that she back. had the booty call with at the way at the beginning of the movie has come back into play because this this movie has plot on top of plot on top of it plot. It keeps <laughs> in so many layers, but not in a good way. Yeah. Not in a good way. He, she... It's like, it's like you took a pizza and then layered it with, like, day-old McDonald's fries. And then you put ice cream on top of it. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just making me so hungry. <laughs> and then pickles. Is there a fish fillet on that, too? <laughs> you better believe there's a fish fillet on that. She, uh... The fish fillet is the cherry of life. <laughs> So Sandra Bullock has ghosted Gary for oh, a, a week? Completely. Yeah. 
Or no, since since the whole Prince thing. All right. She's been ghosting Gary. All right, this might be a bit extreme. Okay. Of a tangent. Let's do it. But. I'm ready. What do you think of the psychological effect ghosting has on people? <laughs> I mean. You, <laughs> you want to go off on a, on a tangent? I mean, you don't allow someone closure when you mm-hmm. ghost them. Or are you protecting yourself by ghosting them? So, let me say, as someone who has been ghosted several times, I'm saying to y'all, just in case you're wondering, yes. Um, If the person who ghosted Trey is listening to this, I will come and find you and take all your fish fillets away. So, yeah. In my early 20s, it used to really bother me. Mm -hmm. But now that I am 30, I find it easier. Because I'm a creative guy, mm-hmm. so I get to make up whatever ending I want to that story. <laughs> it's like that episode of Bob's Burgers where Linda's sister says, do you really think that Gary from high school had to go to Russia and become a secret agent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so that's what I do. When I get ghosted by someone... And it, like, actually affects me versus the times where I'm ghosted. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, it's Tuesday. I go out with my friends, we go have some drinks, and then we, like, come up with the most outlandish story that we can. And I'm like, all right. And I can close the book on that story. Uh, such previous stories have involved um, dog fights, <laughs> uh, virgin sacrifices into a volcano. Um, so with the dog fight, were they... Were they starting a dog fighting ring, or did a dog fight them and they lost? (laughs) (laughs) They were attending a dog fighting match, which automatically makes them an evil person. True. Uh, And then things got wild, and, you know, their throat was no longer attached to the rest of them. So The dogs were like, let's stop fighting each other, my friend. Let's kill the humans. (laughs) I don't feel right about that guy out there in the audience. Get him. So I, I say that to say, like, closure's overrated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when even when you have all the answers, they're not even good enough. So right. you might have to, like, take some personal reign of that and, you know, decide how you want to end that story for yourself. Right. I always liked an ambiguous ending in, in the movies. Have you like, ever been ghosted? Like, um... Yeah, Thelma and Louise. You know what I mean? Very mm-hmm. ambiguous. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, their car could start flying. Wait, you know but have I mean? you ever been ghosted? Don't eh me. Um, probably? I don't know. I wouldn't notice. I've probably done a lot more oh, ghosting. I will tell oh, you. that's real. I will tell you, Josh is not the guy to ghost because you got to point out to him it's happened. And he'll be like, oh shit, really? I got a notice from uh, the ghosting agency. They said I've been ghosted. That's weird. Oh, well, I guess we're not <laughs> Do you think if I write back, they'll tell me who did it? Like, who's ghosted me? Because I, I can't tell. <laughs> I can say with mild certainty mm-hmm. that I've only been ghosted once by a friend of mine. And he um, had feelings that I did not have. And I think he was really uh, embarrassed by that. Yeah. And so that was the start of the ghosting. And like, it didn't really bother me. I was just more like, it's weird. But see, you kind of like had an answer as to why, or like at least well, an inkling. Well, that's my guess. <clears throat> yeah. 
I'm going on dates he with people. He sang his heart song, and I was just like, oh, gross. Yeah. But I was nice about it. I Candles just... in the wind? Get out of here with all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was nice about it, but it was like inside. I was just like, gosh. Yeah. I don't even like hearing that from people I like. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings are like taking a dump. You do that by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, Rachel's going to be in the Miss Ireland contest. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't got to say it. Like, if if you do the right things, people know. You don't have to. Oh say my god! It you don't have to say it. Loud. <laughs> Bravo! Yeah, that's one for the merch store. <laughs> Trey, remember that time I brought you that ginger ale at work? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I do. Exactly. But I'm not going to say it because it's disgusting. <laughs> just know that. <laughs> if I perish before you, just like, she brought me that ginger ale. What is, what is uh, understood does not have to be said. Exactly. Exact. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. That's for the merch. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any merch yet. Keep checking back. Oh, man. But... So Paul rushes over like, oh, Sandra Bullock, I'm so worried about you. I don't know what your character's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? You stopped being a character for a while and we, we, we miss you. We, we, we're trying to make this official, girl. And she's just like, ew, I'm with Gary. He's got a snake ring <laughs> in a towel. Yeah, she said I'm with Gary. Gary's in the apartment in just a towel. Yeah. Looking nice. And when Paul when Paul looks over at him, the camera does this weird like uh like quick fast cut to zoom in to Gary's pinky ring. With a ruby on it that goes bling. Yeah, it's it's a snake with ruby eyes. Yeah. Which comes up later. And she's just like, while Gary is hugging her, we can still be friends, right? No. You're going to get ghosted. Like, this is horrible what you've done to me. I've never been more embarrassed in my life. But not Paul. No. Not my man Paul. Paul says, I'm going to hang in there and try to subtly sabotage your relationship uh, from the outside. Okay. And I'm, this is not me, like, being metatextual. This is, like, basically his... Uh, that was his voiceover. That was voiceover, his voiceover, that word was, for word. That was direct voiceover. <laughs> Gary's doubling down on this. So he tries it one time. I don't remember quite how this conversation goes. They were at the park and she's like, Gary's perfect. She's wearing that pantsuit, but it's not a pantsuit because she's wearing shorts. It's a short suit. It's a, but uh, the way she, but it's, a, it's a skirt in the front and shorts in the back. It's called oh, it's a skort. skort. But the yeah. way she talks, she sounds like somebody who's in an abusive relationship. Well, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And she gets a phone call from her super awesome cell phone. Yes. From Gary. I think my mom had that cell phone. Like I think that was her first cell phone back in the day. That was my awesome. first cell phone. It was yeah. a Motorola. My first phone, cell phone was uh, the bar Nokia. Like, mm-hmm. like, Indestructible. You, like, you drop it and it breaks whatever it's I landed on. I loved that phone. It's a great phone. They've just started re-selling uh, those. You can I, buy one yeah. for like 60 bucks at Target right now. Isn't that crazy? $60? 60 Go on eBay. Don't pay those extortionate prices. Yeah. Take that, Target. Tonight's show is brought to you by Target. I went there and got Christmas clearance. Check it out. 
Have you had your break today? It's a Target. good. It's so, a, if you really need to, it's a good place to go. BM. Ba da ba ba ba. Target. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're nailing this. <laughs> also, untrue. <laughs> it's not a place to go. BM. No. I guess we have different standards. <laughs> oh. Target's got those bathrooms that you can see through the stall cracks too much, yeah. so I can't poop in a Target. You're talking to a guy who like saw a a, a porta potty in a desert as this an amazing oasis. So I can pretty no. much shit in anywhere. context. Yes, yeah, I could. I mean, Josh, I, Josh can take his boo boos anywhere. I did. I, I but, yeah. I've I've dug holes in the desert. And, but I'm you know I've not you know I've got a refined poop palate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go to the Whole Foods to have my public shit. <laughs> have you ever met those people? I like to smell granola <laughs> while I pinch a loaf. Have you ever met those people who can only poop at their own house? What kind of what kind of stilted life are you living? I don't know. It's the one without fiber. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. You gotta take a modium just to go to work. Mm. <laughs> Not me, friend. <laughs> well, you're where you work. You've got that single stall. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was made for poops. That's no, no, no. It's made for because I'll I'll poop in the regular like more public one, but like if it's epic and I know, like I know, it's just gonna be <laughs> your butt's just like foul. <laughs> like we should probably go home for this. <laughs> yeah. We should go home or you might get fired. <laughs> you sure it's not an abandoned wing of some building you could go in because you're in and out, no one will know it's you. <laughs> I only know I only know he does that because he'll answer the phone when I call him and he's in there. And he'll oh. like, Hey man, what are you doing? Pooping. <laughs> cool. That's look. Fuck a love potion. That right there, real love. I was, I was Can just, you bottle that up and sell that? I just. I was just about to say Love that, potion like, number two? I don't know. <laughs> okay, can I tell you what you, tell you, what you just reminded me of? Oh, God. It was a Saturday Night Live, one of those fake commercials that they do, and it was a commercial for a toilet that it was like a lover's oh my toilet, God. and it was Victoria oh, yeah. Jackson yes. and Kevin Nealon, and they were yes. shitting together. I just want you to it's know gorgeous. that that is more realistic. All these like Hallmark movies and Disney that sell you this idea that it'll always be magical and perfect and mysterious nah. and like romance. Like, no, dude, it's like... I'm on the toilet taking a poop and I'm out of toilet paper. Hell, like that's what it becomes. And if and if the other person doesn't bring you the toilet paper, without putting up like yes, like if they're just like oh here you go, yeah. that's the that's good. That's a good sign. That's a keeper. That's it's like it's it's like a Bronx tale. It's the Mario test. Yeah, give it a Mario. You got to give it the Mario test. I mean, I'm saying like if it only if it becomes only I can bring you this toilet paper. Well, now you have a roommate. But <laughs> but but if it's I can bring you this toilet paper and um hey I brought you flowers today just like then that's pretty dang good. So it has to pass across the smell spectrum. Yes, 
Yeah. All right. Got it. It's a rainbow of odors. Let me let me make some notes. (laughs) Rainbow of odors. That's going on a t-shirt. Check. (laughs) It's flowers on one, brown on the other. (laughs) The brown is poop. Where were we? We're, uh... Oh, she's in an abusive relationship with Gary. (laughs) All right. They're still back at the park. Yeah. So she's on her cell phone. Gary says, I can't be friends with you anymore. I I just love him. I have to go. It's pretty obvious Gary's using the potion. Right. Yeah. Yes. Very obvious to the audience by this point. Very, very obvious to the audience. And he does figure it out. Paul still has not a clue. Paul does figure it out. Eventually. Once he realizes... That she's acting like a crazy person because the prostitute, Marissa? Mm-hmm. Correct. My fave. She comes back because she's trying to steal his stereo system. But no longer is she as trashy because she's wearing furs and uh, a fitted, I don't know, like gold. What do they call it? Gold Le- sequence? Se- sequ- yeah, gold sequence dress. It's a fancy gold dress. And one glove. Because she's edgy still. Yeah. Better believe it. But she has stolen the love potion from Paul's medicine cabinet. Yes. Mm-hmm. After he invited her in. He has he, a lot of medicine in there. He does. He has seven different prescriptions. Also, he keeps them in the medicine cabinet in his bathroom. Just a PSA. There's too much moisture in the bathroom for medicine, and it's not good for them. Just, Didn't I know just that? throwing that out there. Put it in your hall closet. Unless you have kids and lock that shit up. Um, Make sure you keep your batteries in a cool, dry place. Like, the fridge is okay, but it might get wet in the fridge. So just actually, find a cool, actually, dry place. Uh, um, Actually, Josh, putting your batteries in the fridge doesn't actually elongate their lives. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. <laughs> we're going to rethink some things. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, but so Paul gives her his whole stereo system, and four hours later... He comes to and realizes how much he hates her. Mm-hmm. So all those girls he banged at the sorority, four hours later, were they just like, that dude raped me. Like, well, how certainly dark upset. does this movie get? I, mm, they're certainly upset. I mean, he took... Does it like feel like that or is it more like buyer's remorse? Because I, I can't tell if you still remember what you felt when you felt it and you just right. feel differently now. Right, and and he would feel more anger towards her because he knows what happened. Right, like he knows. But I mean, right. So what's worse though? They don't know it's a potion. You so like, what was think, I thinking when I banged right. that old dude that came in? <laughs> yeah. Right, but if they do know it's a potion, it's just like he took away my agency. Also, that it's because we way? haven't even really touched on that, but right. it gets worse. No one, and I mean no one in the movie, mentions the ethical ramifications of this sort of, I'm going to call it a toxin. Yeah, it's more than a potion, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's more I mean, than... it makes someone like you against their will, or, or their, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without yeah. their full consent. Right, without consent. Yeah. And then afterwards... They feel how they would have felt beforehand. Yeah. So, so they maybe... like they know, or they don't necessarily know that they're violated, but they're like, "Did I choose that? Why did I choose that?" They yeah. they can't. They're like left so... ch- questioning choices that they didn't make. 
So depending on the person, it might just be like, eh, well. Yeah. Wasn't a great choice. Or or it could go so far as just like, I was saving myself for marriage. <laughs> like, what? who knows what he did? Depending on the person. And those are really cheap condoms, so I'm pretty sure like one of He's them. He's got are. a lot of babies out there. Yeah. Which is too bad. A lot of floppy haired, nerdy, (laughs) uncoordinated, cat loving babies. Their onesies are really big. (laughs) (laughs) And beige. Okay. I'm not going to make this too serious, but the conversation around consent has like evolved a lot within the past couple of years. But like even five years ago, a lot of stuff that we would not consider okay just kind of was up for grabs. So I understand. This is like a. A big national conversation just, at the we're moment. Just, we're just participating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At no point did I say, this movie is fucking great. And it's awesome. And it's an amazing piece of art. What I said was, I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid. And I did. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Did it shape me in some sort of horrible way? Possibly. But... <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully, I've, I've overcome Combated this Combated it. Yeah. I think, to, I, I don't know, so far this has been very therapeutic. Excellent. Yeah. I'm so glad that this is all about you again. <laughs> Me too, Trey. <laughs> Me too. So, oh, so Paul wait. goes back to see the gypsy lady. Romani, come on. Do they specify? Well, uh, Trey said Romani earlier. Sure. Instead of yeah. gypsy. It's what they prefer. Well, in the movie they call her a gypsy. <laughs> they do, yes. Yes. But it was Gypsy the, is not the preferred nomenclature. It was the baby. 80s. Romani, please. <laughs> she tells him that it was Gary who bottled the love potion. He's like, there must be some sort of antidote. So she gives him love potion number, number nine. nine. The titular potion. This potion. Oh, boy. This is where I start to, okay. Yeah, you know this, all the rules? <laughs> so both people have to drink from the same glass that contains the love potion number nine. And then they must kiss. If she did love him and mm-hmm. he loved her, then they would fall back in love in five minutes and fall be in love for forever. But if she didn't love him, then he would love her forever and she would hate him for forever. And if they both got to the center, whoever yells Jumanji first wins. Well, <laughs> <laughs> also, in the next scene... Paul says the phrase, hold her down. Oof. <laughs> right, right, because he's got to make her drink this stuff. Yeah, he's so got to make her drink so it. He he's got to drink friends. from the same class. Yeah. He gets the friends that have been gone the whole time. They were in the beginning of the movie. Telling them his plan of holding her down mm-hmm. while she drinks it. Yeah. And then he kisses her while she's being held down against her will. Two of them are uh, Women rightly... don't always swallow. Ooh. Said two two of the friends are rightly disturbed. One of them seems kind of into it. He's just like, yeah, I got this Saturday like, Saturday night yeah, special. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, hold all right. it down. <laughs> Once a Delta, always a Delta. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> only oh. <laughs> okay. Only one of them says, I don't, and they frame him like such a loser. I don't know about this, Paul. That sounds like we're going to be breaking a lot of laws, committing a few felonies. He is immediately just skipped over, like, ah, oh, whatever, Greg. <laughs> Won't help me kidnap a woman and beat up her fiance. 
nerd. For love. I love her. What's wrong with you? Well, how do we know she loves you? Because I said she does. Duh. (laughs) But then uh, Marissa comes back. And uh, while all the four guys are there. And she is, she's on the love potion. She's on the potion. And she has run out and needs more potion. They give her their watches, credit cards. She takes a portable weather radio. Her standards yeah. are real high. And, and some truck mail. Just, just, just to be petty. Just be like, <laughs> she's she just like, like slides it over into her bag. It was like, I'm going to take this too. Whatever. This might I'm going to get a credit card in your name. <laughs> It's Marissa's world. Y'all are just living in it. This might, this might has va- this might have valuable information about your identity. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a house. I mean, I've seen love after lockup, but he's a Mark's and he's a Mark. You 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 tap that oil until it's dry. You do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so so she was like, oh, so Gary has all the potion. Thanks, babe. And then again, <laughs> the guy with the glasses who's like, no, I won't help you commit a felony. Four hours later, he's on the phone with his credit card company like, yes, it's been stolen. I need you to cancel it. Yes. While all the other ones are just like, I don't know what to do. Listen to that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but all of them are immediately mad at Marissa. As they should be. Yeah. I mean, she stole a bunch of stuff from them. Yeah. A Rolex, I believe, was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's the other thing, though. The the fortune teller said something weird about like it'll taste like salt in your mouth or if it's there was some other caveat that happened between Oh yeah, if it's her, hurt, it'll taste like donkey spit or something like the that. The sweat of a mule if yes. you're if you if you're not actually in love. And if you are, there'll be musical yeah, wind. You'll hear wind. And if not Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. But it happens, it's weird because it happens to Gary like when he's kissing Marissa, so it seems like that has something to do with it, and I don't think it does. I think it's just coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, because so Marissa goes and gets the potion from Gary, and she's got the, she's on love potion number eight. Yeah. And Gary is too. So don't they like fall in love with each other? Yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. That's never really fully explained. They are into each other until they yeah. kiss, but then Gary... Pulls away because he tastes something bitter. Yeah, so he doesn't. have But Marissa love. does not, so she's like still kind of after him. Oh wait, yes. but we skipped over an important part here. Oh, which in the whole scheme, uh, Paul and his friends they go over to Sandra Bullock's apartment. Oh, she's not there, and her but her friend is there. The maid of honor is. Yes, and she's, she's just like, like something fishy's going on. What's going on? Why is she with this jerk? She's gonna marry this jerk. And Paul explains what's going on. She agrees to drug her friend. <laughs> With yes. love potion number nine. With love potion yeah. number nine. So goes to the bridal... Sweet. Sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives her this thing. She drinks from it. So does Gary, right? Yeah. And then Paul goes in and he... Tries to kiss her. Tries to kiss her. But he doesn't. But he can't. Yeah. And Gary kicks Gary, her like, out. Because Gary, like, kicks him out. And that's when Marissa finds Gary. And Gary gives her all of the love potion number eight. And she says, oh, it's so thick. She tries to drink it, but it won't come out. So she starts giving this bottle a blowjob. Yeah. To, to get it out. And Gary, I mean, and her know, and she's, Gary she's giving him a couple like Heinz 57 taps as she's yeah. doing it, yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is not super erotic. So and, I, I'm just, and I'm just sitting there just like, put a butter knife in it. 
<laughs> but he says specifically, you know, you have to dilute it because it's it's like it's molasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too powerful. It's supposed to be diluted. But she manages to get it all the way. Take the full load. Yeah. She <laughs> takes a Christ. big swig. <laughs> when at some point is when her and Gary kiss and he doesn't feel anything. He gets the sour taste in his mouth. And he tries to leave. And she grabs onto him. And she's like, she falls to the ground at his waist. She's at mouth waist level. You get yeah. where it's going. And she says something like, let me do this for you. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. And he walks away with her still on her knees. And I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh. I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. I just remembered it. That's, that's why when she blowjobs the bottle. I didn't stare at you when I said that I stared off into the middle distance because I'm still like, <laughs> having an existential crisis over all of this. So, it, I, again, I don't blame you. I'm just like... What led me here to this moment? I'm still trying to puzzle that out. I did. I'm what, sorry. what life choices? But I mean, I think after tonight, Josh will really be able to feel. You know, is ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, she's still like infatuated with Gary, right? Yes. Although she took that heroic dose of love potion number eight. Yes. So, I think mostly she just didn't appreciate the rejection. Right. Probably that too. So she busts into Gary and Sandra Bullock's wedding. Mm-hmm. And she merely clears her throat. Her trademark cough. Well, well, oh, right. Yeah, it's, it's her cough. It's like her, 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 her TV cough. That sets off the entire congregation of people. So... All of the women immediately start throwing stuff at her and calling her and a everything whore. for a child of God. Yeah. yeah. And all the men start becoming very lecherous and <laughs> gross. It's like it's like a cartoon with like a wolf with like the, the tongue coming out. <laughs> they start like untying their tie because they're becoming so hot and aroused. And it's it's the whole congregation. And then she kind of realizes what's happening. She sets off and running. And so does every man in there, which is, let's say, like, a good, like, 30 to 40 men. Right. Okay. It's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. It ain't great. Mm -mm. It is. It is. The whole world wants to take And because she kind of forgets how this works, or maybe she doesn't really know what the rules are. I think maybe she doesn't know what the rules are. She keeps yelling, help. But every man that she that hears her as she says help become comes under her spell and starts running after her too. So that at a certain point, she's got hundreds of men. <laughs> she is running for her life, and there are hundreds of men. And you, you the know, entire Shriners Club. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. A couple of Hasidic Jews, like <laughs> some black chefs. Uh, shirtless men some all the YMCA men that were mentioned in the aforementioned song you know there's uh, police officers uh, (laughs) construction workers they're all coming for it yeah not a native chief but I feel like that they they could leave that out that was probably the right choice yeah um, I think so too (laughs) but before before she's running for her life Paul gets back in there and kisses Sandra Bullock's character Diana? Diane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he kisses her and punches Gary in the face, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And 
and then leaves because it takes five minutes. Yeah, you gotta wait the five yeah. minutes. So he goes outside the church or a courthouse or where, whatever I think building. It's like a hotel. Hotel. It's kind of a conference center. You know, yeah, like yeah, something yeah, really yeah. romantic. And <laughs> and then there's more awkward voiceover. I wish I could tell you <clears throat> after those five minutes that she came out, but it took six. She's running towards him, and they kiss, and like, oh, we're in love. Wait, wasn't he arrested at some point? Yeah, that was before. Okay, so that's that's the thing. when they oh, got yeah. really confusing. When they, when they first were <laughs> there, be- so before <laughs> before he kissed her, what happened was, and this oh, was like the Gary, tension when Gary kicked him out. Yeah, had Paul him arrested. Got arrested. Yeah, for I think Gary. You, that's why like Gary got him arrested for barging in there or something like that. So he's being processed. He's next to a guy. The one of the officers at the police station sees the uh, Marissa and all the guys running after. So, holy crap, we got a we got a code twenty nine out there. <laughs> I like, thought was like, what is that a game? There's rape? a there's a name for this. <laughs> and then you what's see, happening? And then you see in slow motion Marissa running for her life, and uh, you know what you described, like hundreds of dudes after. It was pretty incredible that they put this scene together. There's a lot of extras. It was a lot of yeah. production value. And as they went by, and all the pol- male police officers joined in the chase. Then Paul broke his chair, right. went back to Diana, and yeah, they kissed. Because right. that was a pretty cool scene. All of the police officers were lined up in a row, to, and they, all of them were armed. We, yeah, with guns pointed at them. Yeah. Shotguns, assault rifles, pointed at dudes, chasing yes. after Marissa. She runs behind the line of safety of the police officers, says, like, eat, or something very small. Yeah. All the police officers drop their guns, are under the spell, and join in the chase, I'm just like, so the police, so the police precinct is empty, and yeah. that's why Paul is able to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow. And he steals a car. Yeah. And it's a dope car. Yeah. He could have stole a Volkswagen jalopy, but no, he gets a Porsche or something. Something. And that's when he gets back with Diana, and like the spell is broken, and she's in love with him, <laughs> and then she says, "I'm sorry." For what? You're sorry that you were a victim of this potion? You're sorry that he didn't figure it out sooner to help you? What are you sorry for? Because yeah. it shouldn't be any of that. Because let me point this out. All right. This is my problem with love potion number nine. Go. It's supposed to seem like it's egalitarian because if the person was ever in love with you, feels the same way that you feel and you're currently you're you've ever been in love with you then you're go both going to be in love with each other forever mm-hmm. that's regardless of whether or not you were meant to be together as a couple right. i've been in relationships in the past where both of us were in love with each other it didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to do supposed to but he's removed all of that chance right. forever anyway like, so now that like now that they're linked forever yeah. he did that they, they've imprinted on each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, at what point is it, like, you've gone way too far? Like, what if she had married, like, they didn't work out, and, like, Gary's gone, and she found someone else, they got married, she was in love with him, like, they had a family, and then Paul's just like, you know what, let's drink this love potion number nine. Exactly. And she, and she immediately leaves her family yeah. with this dude. Because it's anybody, if you've both been in love with each other at any point in your lifetime, then you're stuck together for life. Regardless of whether you, you match or whether it's like a good match, that's that's it. That's it. And they've they've been they've been bonded now through this 
dark, dark magic by this Baba Yaga. It seems really creepy. <laughs> I don't I, like it. I don't like it. I agree with you, and that's that's wrong, and it's off. I'm just saying, I think a better way to go would have been to make Love Potion number nine just a cure for Love Potion number eight. Right. Because yeah. didn't she already right. care about him? Right. Like, did, yeah. did, did there need to be all this other stuff? Didn't there need to be more? More rules? More coercion? But then, how do you, where's your movie? What? It's all tied on this song from the 50s. <laughs> I'm saying you hey. could have still called it Love Potion number nine. Yeah. Call it that, but it, love, it would love just... potion number nine is the antidote to this like antiquated idea that love is something that you can just fall into, like it's it's something that takes work, right? And real compatibility to well, that, I guess that wouldn't have worked out because their relationship was a goddamn week. <laughs> <laughs> so this needed to happen for them to. Yeah, they needed this forced love. Well, you know what? Who the hell cares? Because the real happy ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, that's, that's it for Paul and Diane, but let's talk about the real ending of this film. Marissa. May yeah. I? Yes. Please. So, we cut back to Marissa, who is still running from this entire parade. It's like a thousand dudes. <laughs> of like, men who what would want to assault her. Let's, let's just be very clear about this. Like, What would have made it better is if they all had boners. <laughs> I don't know that they didn't. Yeah. No, I wanted to see the boner. <laughs> Just see them running awkwardly. Like, oh, god damn. <laughs> ah, this hurts. <laughs> Look, let's just imagine they were all just tucked up in there. <laughs> tucked up in the waistband. <laughs> so she has like a good, let's say, 30, 30 foot head start on them. But because the love potion is so great they can sense wherever she is so she ducks into this alley she runs behind this this dumpster but they still know where she is and yeah, they, they all did, follow her in they there. didn't even <laughs> check in the dumpster no. they knew immediately she was behind it yeah they did and so you see all of them like you see her there's a chain link fence there's a dumpster there's nowhere else for her to run there's razor <clears> wire <throat> at the top of the yeah. fence she ain't getting so out. this is like this is it for her and like you see just like this sea of Hungry, wide-eyed men. Very upsetting. That, I thought this movie was going to take a dark, <laughs> I was like, dark uh. turn. So then she comes out from around the dumpster and she yells, No. She yells, No. Because they, they do take another step towards her. Yeah. And she yells, No. And they all stop. And she kind of uh, stays for a moment. It was sad how surprised she was that they listened to her. Yeah. Now. So was I. Because yeah. I still thought this was going to go in a really weird direction. They did, though. They respected her yes. no. And then what happened? And then she realized, they'll do what I say. Mm-hmm. And so they started playing Simon Says, basically. Yeah. Listening to everything she says. And she gets this look on her face like, I'm going to be rich. Yep. <laughs> She's like, oh. Oh, Marissa's going to have fun with this. It's Marissa's turn. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Because she's the real hero of Love Potion number nine. The first thing she has is her pimp arrested. Yes. Because he's got all that stolen stereo equipment in his trunk. He's like, yes. Um, White James is down on the corner and he's got all this uh, stolen stuff. There he is. Oh, good. Now all of my ties to my criminal past are going. Now what do I do with this army of men? Hmm. Whatever I want is the correct 
answer that question. Whatever. She happy was. ending. That's the real happy ending. That's exactly what it Go, is. Go, Marissa. Yeah. You had the best character arc of anybody in this entire movie. She had the only character arc, I would argue. <laughs> so we've come to the end of Josh's childhood. Ugh, gross. Um, <laughs> the question remains. It's like... It's <laughs> Before you ask that, I have to ask Josh. Where were his parents at work? This may be too serious of a question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Go ahead. Since you enjoyed this movie, how have your ideas about love and attraction changed? Oh, that's a great question. I don't I mean, I think that when I was a kid and I didn't know it, I hadn't had any relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? That I, I saw this movie and I was just like, oh, yeah, well, of course, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, you know, like the guys, they just want to bang, bang, bang. And, you know, it's, you know it's, well, women are materialist, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, this is how, this is the world. Yeah, this yeah, this is how it all works. Sure, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hideous also. You know, the only way I'll ever get a girl to even look at me is, you know, by drugging her. Um, mm, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> you know, so all that made sense. Then, 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 then I, I had like... You're killing him! <laughs> I... Then I had my first few relationships, and I realized, like, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, it's more like give and take, and like you realize all those things. Like, it took a few. <laughs> it took a few. <laughs> no, but it didn't take long once I was well into my adolescence that uh, I I learned that that was crazy, and I never I haven't watched this movie since. Like, I watched it probably fifty times when I was like twelve to fourteen, and now. And I haven't seen it since. I then. will say there were parts where Josh was like, "Oh no, I didn't remember this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were plenty. Of there were a couple of. Times. <laughs> just like it was like, Ooh, uh. He's just like, "Let's turn it off and pretend you never were here." <laughs> so what? What do you? What do you want to tell your? What do you want to twelve twelve year old you, if you could? Listen, if if I could send a message back to myself at mm-hmm. twelve. I would say. <laughs> Only about this movie. Yes. Oh, just Spe- about Specifically this movie. about gotcha. Love Potion number nine. Buy stock in, in Google. <laughs> It'll be this thing. Let's do it. Um, I would say, if I could tell hey man, just, I don't know. <laughs> hey man, just be yourself. It's okay. How about, <laughs> hey man, women are more complex than this. Or, hey man, people choose each other. Hey man, Sandra Bullock was pretty when she had the messed up teeth, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was my thing, is like when the Italian guy was telling her, like, you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And she's not saying anything, and everybody looks at her, like turns around to look at her to see this most beautiful woman. They're kind of like, oh, really? Her? <laughs> this one? But you look at her, you're just like, well, that's Sandra Bullock. They did Sandra do the Bullock. rest of the development thing, like, huh? her? Her? <laughs> Well, yeah. Long story short, I have realized that men and women and relationships and everything are a lot more complex than they seemed. And certainly a lot more complex than the early 90s would have us believe. Well, let us not forget, this is the era of men are from Mars and women are from Venus. After Josh's first date, he was just like, I didn't know when to put the drugs in. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it was just boysenberry jam and some corn syrup. It wouldn't have done anything. Oh, Lord. That's what it looked like, the it love potion number eight. Like. 
had, it had a very corn syrup look. Mm. Yeah. So we've come to the end of my patience. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to ask the questions. Is love potion number nine a cash grab? Was it something just done for the sweet, sweet paychecks? Or was it a genuine attempt at making art? Well, Josh, this is your movie. Your okay, video. I get to go first. All right, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. And I was not expecting this at all. This is a bit of an upset for me. But do you want to hold my hand? You even, can do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> even though I will attest that this is a really terrible Bad, bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. A hilariously terrible movie. I do not think it's a cash grab. I don't think it was made necessarily just to make money. Because mm-hmm. if it was, I think they would have done a better job with it. Um, and I think genuinely, and you know, we could discuss whether or not you guys agree, I think there are parts of this movie that are really, really stylishly done. Some of the directing is quite good. I'm some of the agree shots with are some good. Of that. Some, some of it's some of the editing is actually really funny. Mm-hmm. I there are things that I did enjoy looking back way after you know I I first saw this movie. Different things you enjoy. Different things I enjoy, not mm-hmm. the really upsetting things that no All one right. should enjoy. I'm gonna have to agree. For this one. That I don't think it was a... Cash grab. Because there's just so many choices that would have been different if it was just about the money. I really think they thought they were making, like, comedy gold. Yeah. It's not. Right. But they thought it was. I think they thought, like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be... This is gonna be a new classic akin to When Harry Met Sally. I feel like that's where they thought they were going. Yeah. But it... mm -mm. No. It was when Harry put a roofie in Sally's drink. For the for the for the chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, do you think it's do you feel it's like equal across cuz you know Sandra Bullock her character and and Marissa they use it for certain ends. Yeah. And the dudes they use it for certain ends too. Yeah. And I don't do you think like it's different at all? Does it like feel different when I, women do it I feel me. like what you're trying to I get what you're trying to say and they're both wrong for different reasons. I'm going to say that this is not a cash grab. I think that the people who made this thought up this idea mm-hmm. took it to its logical conclusion and like you know, like we're not really trying to say make a statement about this. We just want to tell a story and like we want to push a ball down the hill and just see where it goes. Is that and then we took the light from 2018 and shined it on this. <laughs> and, and we saw a lot of warts that they didn't see. Sure. No. We got, LED, we got LED bulbs now. I I'm, mean. I feel like no women were involved in writing this in a very strong way. No. Yeah. So. No. Not when you make jokes like, I know men. That's like what a man thinks women say. Yeah. Like we have pillow fights that sleep over negligees. That's that's what they think. Yeah, those silly men. <laughs> so there so you have no it, Josh. There's your childhood. Woo! We did it. We've done we've run the trifecta. What have we done? Is that it? Do we just close up shop? Is that you know? Is, is this well, experiment us, over? Well, some of us are done. 
Yeah. So there's love potion number nine. Not a cash grab. Would I recommend people watch it? <clears throat> I mean, you can save that time. Man, that's really tough. I think that's a calculated move. Like you yeah. really have to know that person well, and and explain For it sure. a bit. Yeah. I think this would be fun to watch in a in a group of people. There, yeah. there, there's stuff here drinks. to be dissected and like and, you can learn and go over and grow. Yeah. Yes. Some of the stuff that's supposed to be funny isn't as funny, but some of the stuff that's not supposed to be funny is funnier now. I yeah, I was ready to be really mad at you uh, <laughs> for watching this, but I'm not. I, I I feel good about it. It was a teachable moment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all we ever wanted, Josh. Good. That's all we wanted. Well, this has been Cash Grab Cinema. Follow us on Twitter at Cash Grab Cinema. And join us next time as we review, hopefully, something a lot less uh, inducing. (laughs) 